Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'll be explaining crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are JP Morgan released a research paper on the opportunities in the metaverse. I'll dive into that paper, giving you, giving you all the takeaways. Snoop Dogg buys Death Row Records and will make it an NFT label. Blazing trails. All right. If you like the com content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Please like and subscribe. It helps support me and it doesn't cost you anything. If you're listening on podcast, uh, podcast, please give me five stars and also subscribe. Thank you very much. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links in the description below to do your own research. All right. JP Morgan just dropped an 18-page research paper. I told you yesterday that I would go through that paper and give you some, some the lowdown. It's kind of a lot to unpack. So here we go. I'll check. I'm going to pull it up for those of you watching. And for those of you who are not watching, don't worry. You will get all of the information that you need. Let's see here. All right. So you can see, uh, let's see, opportunities in the metaverse, how businesses can explore the metaverse and navigate the hype versus reality. The paper starts off by explaining the metaverse and some important data. So that data is the metaverse offers opportunities to transact. They says 50 every year, $54 billion is spent on virtual goods, almost double the amount spent buying music. Socialize. Approximately 60 billion messages are sent daily on Roblox. Roblox is a, another metaverse. It's a place where if you have any children, they probably are playing this game and spending a ton of money in it. So you probably know if you don't have children, you don't know Roblox is, you might want to check it out. But it's a place where people can get together. And mostly it's just a place where they, people can play games. Sometimes they can play games separately. Then sometimes they can play games together with each other. But essentially, it is a metaverse. It's already been up and running. As far as I know, it is not blockchain-based, so it's not related to crypto. But this is just showing the market opportunity. So that's a lot of messages daily, 60 billion messages a day. So that means there's a lot of people in there, and they're active. All right, create. GDP for Second Life, which is another metaverse, was about $650 million in 2020, with nearly 80 million US dollars paid to creators. So not only are people spending a ton of money in these metaverses, but there's also people making money in these metaverses. Or is it metaverse? I don't know. But until, until we figure that out, it's metaverses. All right. Own non-fungible tokens, which we talk about NFTs before and they are currently have a market cap of 41 billion. NFTs, if you don't know, are essentially a receipt that proves that you own a specific digital asset. It is not the actual digital asset. It is proving authenticity and ownership of digital assets in the in, with that, whatever they are. They could be they could be a sweater that you wear in the metaverse, or they could be a song or like that you bought from Snoop Dogg. And we'll get into that later. Experience, 200 strategic partners to date with this sandbox 
include with the sandbox, which is a med, big metaverse, which is where Snoop Dogg built his uh, his his Snoop verse. And I'll I'll tell you more about Snoop Dogg in a minute, and including Warner Music Group to launch a music theme virtual world. So sandbox is you can is a metaverse where you as a user, you can go in and you can pick all these different other worlds to go into. So it's like worlds within worlds, experiences in one platform, if you will. All right. So let's see. Let's go over. I'm just going to skim through some of these pages. So it goes in. It's explaining what is the metaverse. So if anybody really wants some really in-depth, they, they do a decent job. I mean, I feel like Oh, if you watch this show and you've been paying attention, then you will understand most of this stuff. And if you're new to the show or you feel like you still don't get it, just download this, this PDF file. The link will be in the description below and read more in depth, but it explains what is the metaverse. And then explain it's it, it gives an even more detailed breakdown between Web 2.0 and Web 3.0, which we've done in the past. And, and then it says why the metaverse why now it says from a social perspective the development of more immersive virtual experiences is helping build helping people to build communities based on shared values and know and to express themselves in more authentic ways so it explains you know why this is happening why now you know from a social perspective the development of more immersive virtual that's what i just read so covid19 accelerated the the digitization of lives and normalize more persistent and multi-purpose online engagement and communication. It is the combination of technological, social, and economic drivers that is resulting in the explosive interest in the metaverse. So I did see an article yesterday that said that kids are dropping their, young kids are dropping their phones and going outside more. And that's why Roblox stock went down so much. Um, I think, I don't know about that. I mean, I, you know, I do what I do for a living. I don't see young kids putting those putting those uh, devices down. But, you know, I only have a small little piece of uh, perspective. So we will see. Time will tell. You know, and then it goes on to explain metanomics or the economics of the metaverse. And it tell, walks through like the historical progression of the metaverse. And kind of like I said, if you've been watching and, and then you can you'll know about all these update updates because I've been covering them. You can go back and watch some of the episodes before, or you can just click on this and just check it out. It's all in one place. And this is a great resource. And it's put out by JP Morgan, whose CEO is one of the most famous anti-crypto people out there. So it's pretty awesome to see this is coming from, from them. Um, all right, continuing on. Let's see, page, so, so real quick, page six is the metanomics and uh, page seven. So like these pages that we're on now, they talk about buying stuff, selling stuff, starting a business, you know, because this whole paper is all about opportunities in the metaverse. Well, and I'm going to get in more in depth in a second, but like, as I go on this, some of this stuff is kind of just high level. Some of it's kind of real basic. And uh, they talk about land sales. This is saying that the average price of a parcel of virtual land doubled in six month window and went from 6,000 to $12,000. So there is a lot of booming land sales going on. And then it goes into the different tokens. So, you know, being, you know, being like crypto is more my thing, but 
Web3 in general requires crypto and other technologies. It's not just blockchain technologies and the tokens that live on them, but there is other technologies that come together. However, this is going in specifically to the tokens or cryptocurrencies. This is talking about Cube, Sand, Mana, and those are the three tokens. You can see that the Sandbox makes up the majority of the market cap. So that's the most popular. We did Decentraland coming in second. And then we're getting into some of the more interesting stuff, in my opinion, you know, stuff that we haven't necessarily covered on the channel as much. And this is work in the metaverse. It says that you can become a DJ, be performances. It's all about like, how is this creating opportunities for individuals and businesses, entrepreneurs to create a business? So if you're if you want to host a party or you want to have a marketing event, you so 18 billion dollars in game in game ad spending is, by 2027. So ad spending is moving into the metaverse at a big big in a big way. So someone might want to throw a party or do some sort of marketing experience, say Coinbase, the the um, the cryptocurrency exchange. Maybe they want to get more market share by getting people in the metaverse to use their platform to trade their cryptocurrencies or buy and sell them. So they might put on a party and they want to have a DJ. So there could be DJs or someone wants to have a wedding. Yes, a wedding in the metaverse. Yes, it has happened. And yes, it'll likely happen more. Or they want to have some sort of get together experience where people have moved around the world and they want to get together in one place. So say you want to hire a DJ or even bigger, you want to hire like performances, some sort of musician. Uh, so there's opportunities there. There's and there's more money for these experiences for DJs and and performers. And it could be performer like a magician. Like say you're like building a brand and you want to just put on magic shows. Although I'm not sure how you would do that, but I'm sure someone will figure it out. And it says there's more money in the metaverse due to less restrictions. Think parking. Think cost. Think geography. One concert in the metaverse had 45 million people and grossed $20 million. One concert. Granted, I think that was Rihanna, pretty sure, or Ed Sheeran. It was one of them. But so like, you know, if I decide to do a, do a performance, I don't know if I'm going to get that many people. But the point is that as an artist or a musician or as a company looking to market themselves, there's all these opportunities going on. You know, moving on. This is gets things getting even more interesting. You know, expanded opportunities across industries and countries. This is where so business to business opportunities. So a business, say a business wants to uh, create or buy some new manufacturing equipment, and instead of looking at pictures and PDF files explaining this stuff, they can go. They can go into the metaverse. Uh, a company who's selling this stuff, these machine parts or whatever, they can they can create a virtual world and create like a whole factory. And then you can see, you can test the products. You can see how they, you can interact with them. You can interact directly with the team and it could be anywhere in the world. So it really opens up the global economy. And you can also, according to this, test robotic systems and how they'd in, interact with the real world. So I guess you would code the environment to re, rep, uh, replicate real world stuff like i guess you would code it with physics so that you can't fly because in some of these met worlds you can fly and um 
There's also opening opportunities to workers around the globe. So people from low income countries can get a job for with a Western com company. Imagine if you're living in like rural Philippines and you get a job working for Meta and working in their Metaverse project, AKA Facebook, but they have their Metaverse project. Well, and you're getting paid a Western salary, but living in middle of nowhere or not even middle of nowhere because you'll need internet connection, but you know somewhere where the cost of living is a fraction of what it would be in America. <clears throat> well, you're talking about extreme wealth generation and uh, a real, a real fascinating case study for opening up the global economy. Education is another spot where <clears throat> there's great opportunity. Think of think of having a university where people from all over the world can come in and they can. <clears throat> let's see, yeah, they where they can create. Uh, classes, uh, think about medicine, think about like a three-dimensional holographic body where you could kind of pull an organ out and people can like look at it and talk about it and learn about it. Of course, this stuff might, I don't know how far off this stuff is. You know, some of this technology is already available in the real world. So once you put it into the metaverse, then you open yourself up to sell more classes, you know, really tear down geographical band boundaries. How about training for jobs? If you have a company and it's a company that doesn't, it doesn't need you to be in a certain area and you can work remotely, even if it's, even if it's, uh, let's say like a call center, you know, you can have one training location in the metaverse where people learn how to speak on the phone and proper customer service and learn scripts and stuff. And you can actually interact with your team. And then <clears throat> companies can uh, service customers globally. So imagine an Apple store where it takes forever to get in to service my Mac or, 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 your, or whatever. Well, now you can go, now Apple could create their one store and they could have people from all over the world who have their products. They can come in and ex interact with staff and get, get help with their devices. And even if you might even be able to connect your device in so they can plug right into your device, that would be pretty cool too. Instead of opening up a bunch of stores all around the world and lines and all that stuff, uh, gaming. Okay, so the rest is like really kind of the lower hanging fruit stuff that we're already seeing is gaming, sports betting and gambling, which is already happening, which is a big part of the metaverse. There's all these big casinos and stuff. So you know, entertainment in general and gaming, I think is the first application. Gaming and betting is the first applications other than financial products. And moving on. So it starts to wind down here. We're starting to kind of get to the end and uh, navigating hype versus reality. It says, despite much excitement about the possibilities of the metaverse in order to enable its full potential for engagement, community building, self-expression and commerce, Key areas need to be further developed and matured. We see these as new opportunities for teams, projects, DAOs, businesses, technology providers, and financial institutions to flourish and collaborate together in vibrant ecosystems that address the following areas. And they are technology, commercial infrastructure, privacy and identity, workforce of the future, regulation, tax, accounting, and social infrastructures. So on the tech side, you know, they want to make the metaverse great. You know, what technologies do we need to make the metaverse great? You, I don't know if you you saw, but um, Facebook slash Meta 
They had hosted the Foo Fighters af- as a post Super Bowl party, and it they had like sixty four thousand people, and I think like thirteen or fourteen thousand people were able to get in. It was a disaster, a lot of technical issues. So there's there's obviously a need for workers there and technology to be updated, uh, connecting the world with interoperability. So moving from Sandbox to Decentraland to Meta, I've, I'll talk a little bit more about this tomorrow and the little bonus content at the end of the episode, but I talked about it in the past and my investments in the coins that are helping bridge, bridge blockchains. And so we'll see if there's a different bridges between metaverses, but the whole point of a bridge is being able to move your stuff. If you buy some tennis shoes and you buy some some artwork or or whatever, or your or you have coins, you have money, you want to be able to move it around and take it with you. And that's kind of the whole point of Web three. Right now, you can't take your Starbucks rewards out of Starbucks rewards and trade them for for Delta Sky Miles. You can't do that. So the whole idea of Web three is that you can then t- things can connect and you can really truly own your digital assets. And then it keeps going on governance via standards of interoperability. So if you're going to be able to, if you need, if you want to be able to move things from one world to the other, then there's got to be some sort of standardization going on. And, um, and then people want to, are going to want to be able to search. Like imagine if you could Google somebody or an experience or something, it'll tell you exactly where to go and how to get there. And then analytics on the commercial infrastructure side, there is payment rails into web three, uh, what, which is already happening. Like if you go on Coinbase, you Coinbase is an on-ramp. You connect your bank account and you could buy crypto there, but there's still room for more growth. It's still very early in the industry. Uh, web two integration. So like the traditional internet integrating with the world of web three, think of like a wallet or think of like a Chrome extension. You can get a plugin that helps you connect your crypto wallet into websites and um, be able to do payments or use virtual currencies and virtual assets. Uh, there's also identity verification, which is a very hotly debated topic. And, and because the, we need some sort of identification verification, whether it's connecting us to our real world selves or not, and then we need privacy because with identity verification, it opens us up for violation of privacy on a mass scale by big tech companies and the government and the banking system. You know, you don't know, I don't know that if you care, but there's no need for everybody to know everything about you. Having some sort of anonymity and privacy is very important to prevent totalitarianism, but I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, the point is people care about privacy. So privacy is something on area. Um, There's also DeFi, and lending, so decentralized finance and lending, this stuff is already up and running. And uh, there's further services to make things work better just in the metaverse, like it's all so new. So there's a lot of opportunities here. And then there's also PR and lobbying, like creating relationships with governments, with communities, with, with industries, and then lobbying, like getting people on board and to come into the metaverse or, or, regulatory stuff. Um, The workforce in the future, think of your, those of you with children, this is something interesting as well. Designers and developers and 3D modeling are going to be in high demand. You know, this is assuming the metaverse is going, is here to stay, which it definitely seems that way. Uh, Content creators and storytellers, 
event producers, like I just mentioned events earlier, community managers to keep users on platforms, like, like some sort of internal um, community relationship manager, you know, making sure that people that are on your platform or in your metaverse are happy. What do they need? What do they want? Think of like an HR community manager or something before the metaverse. And then at the end, it goes all the way into, it goes into uh, JP Morgan's strategy and what their approach is. Basically, it's going to be banking and onboarding services. So yes, that was a lot. That was a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a lot to unpack. And you, if you really want to get more into it, then you can read it. But I just basically gave you the overview. And there's basically at the end of the day, the synopsis is there's a lot of opportunity coming into the in here now and in the future coming. And we're still very early. You know, they have you know, Meta and Samsung. Samsung also hosted an event that people couldn't get into, technical difficulty. So it's very early. There's lots of opportunity. And if you have children or if you're young and you're thinking about what you're going to do, you should legitimately consider this is not career advice or investment advice or financial advice, but it's definitely something that if I had children or if I was younger and I was interested in thinking about what I'm going to do for a living or thinking about changing careers, I would definitely look into this space. There is so much money going on, going on, moving around in here. And it's just a, it's a boon for, for, you know, new workers. And, you know, you got to get that education, that training, because it's not something you can just kind of figure out on your own, or maybe it is, I don't know, but anyway, moving on. Uh, basically, JP Morgan is in and they're telling other people to get in and how to get in and they're offering help with that. Crypto is a big part of all of it. Okay, now in pop news, and I got another article for you here. Bam, right there. All right, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's so cool. Like you cannot mess with Snoop Dogg. Okay, Snoop Dogg will, this is Markets Insider. Snoop Dogg will take artists into the metaverse with his plans to make Death Row Records an NFT music label. He announced uh, Clubhouse that he that he's going to make Death Row Records an NFT label. And uh, he said he's also going to put, put artists out through the metaverse. So just jumping down here. He said, we will be putting artists putting our artists through the metaverse so promoting them through the metaverse having experiences meet the artist what else concerts obviously and he says that just like we broke the industry when we when we was the first independent to be major we want to be the first major in the metaverse snoop dogg is really on the tip of the spear here he's killing it in the nfts and the metaverse he's got his own snoop burst which is which is a recreation. Like he has a house. It's a recreation of his own house. You can go in there and sometimes he's there. You can hang out with him. Uh, he sold NFT passes to his house. He made over a million dollars on those passes. They were selling at a thousand dollars each. And he also just dropped like, I think it was like $44 million in NFT collectibles. Already, he's already released his first song from the first album as an NFT. And he says that NFTs and the metaverse will up in the music industry and they'll make and artists will make way more money in with selling in the NFTs and in the metaverse, as I mentioned in JP Morgan's 
report, there's a lot more money to be made because it's global. When things are global, there's a lot more money than when you just keep it to the U.S. Even though the U.S. is a very rich country, it does it, it's nothing compared to the vast amount of people out there that are going to want to be part of these and they, they appreciate you know, different types of artists. And it, they're saying that it's going to tip the scales in favor of artists and streaming services pay them minute, like a little bit, only a little bit of money. So they have ability to make more money. So what's going to happen to Spotify and other streaming services? It'll be interesting. Spotify should be getting into the metaverse too. I don't know exactly how that would work, but well, I'm sure that'll, that'll come. So how about you haters on the metaverse? You still hating on the metaverse? Uh, Crypto peeps out there, are you getting excited? Because I'm getting excited. Anyway, so tell me what you think. I'd like to hear your comments. Uh, leave a comment below. Tell me what you think, You know whether it's positive or it's negative. I love a debate and I love feedback, even if it's negative, because it helps support me and it doesn't cost you anything but some time. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell and please give me five stars and like and subscribe on podcast. All right. Until tomorrow, hot along.